We'll be fine. We don't have listeners okay. anyway. It'll be all right. There's nothing to worry about. What are those? Welcome to the Innovation Overground, where we look into some of the amazing academic discoveries and innovations that we sometimes hear about but never actually touch our lives. We want to look at why that is and what it might take to help move those things forward into actual things on a shelf somewhere where they can help actual people. Uh, thank you for joining us. We're sponsored by Unimed, the Technology Transfer Office at the University of Nebraska. My name is Charlie Litton. I'm joined by Tyler Scher and Joe Rungi. Tyler is a licensing associate, PhD in our office. How's it going, Tyler? Hey, pretty good. How are you doing today, Charlie? Not bad. I got a question for you. Yeah. But hold that thought. Okay. Um, and also, Joe is with us. Joe is a, I guess, a PhD in law. Can I say that? Is that fair? No, I have a JD. But it's like a PhD. It's functionally a PhD, right? It takes three years to get. So I think if I compared it to a PhD, I Tyler would sort of drop the act and just bludgeon me. <laughs> so I can't, I can't call you Dr. Law Dog? Plus, Dr. <laughs> Law No, actually, I've been waiting for that. Can you do it? Dr. Law Dog? Yes. <laughs> do you have anything else to tell the audience? Please take a moment to leave a rating for the podcast and a review. Uh, please also tell your friends uh, about the Innovation Overground. We are looking to become the front door for all front door, front porch uh, for academic innovation, be it from university, army, DOD, VA, whatever. As long as sciences are doing it and want to commercialize it, we're going to talk about it. Yes, we want to expand um, our reach to not just talk about Nebraska stuff, but stuff everywhere because we think it's important. Also, please check out the future technologies because whatever it is we're talking about, we'll include a link to it there. Yes, absolutely. And speaking of law dogs and Dr. Law Dogs, <laughs> Tyler, I want to yeah. ask you about something. Okay. Uh, which really has nothing to do with law dogs, but I just want to keep saying it. You can make law dogs uh, out of graphene. <laughs> graphene. Graphene. Hey, that's an idea. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like graphite, but in two dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> so seriously, though, I, I, I heard about this, about graphene, and it sounds like a really cool material. Can you help me understand what it is and how it works? Or, yes. Or how we get I'll it? I'll try. Yes. So it is, it's carbon. It's just an arrangement of a single layer of carbon atoms. So, all right, cool. Well, and so oh, th that's that's oh. it. End of show. That's <laughs> what, <laughs> well, no. what about it's so great though? I mean, it's okay. It's carbon. It's carbon arranged hexagonally, and it's a single layer of carbon atoms. And what makes it so great is its crazy properties. When you take otherwise pencil lead and you just get a monolayer of it and arrange the atoms in a certain configuration, you get. Uh, material that is like a hundred times stronger than steel. So, what does it take to arrange it then? Because why don't we why don't we making everything out of this carbon? Graphene? Yeah, you know, I, I think actually Joe was telling me about some of the ways that they were first making. <laughs> is this the the tape thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that true? I, I think that's one of the ways that they first made graphene. So I was making that up. <laughs> <laughs> Just sounded good. No, it, like the discovery of it, right? It, it yeah. came from essentially taking a section of classic scotch tape and dragging it across a field of carb or of, of graphite shavings from like a pencil sharpener or whatever, and that's how they made the first monolayer of carbon atoms, right? And that was done, I believe it was something like that. And it was done in 2010 by some Russian scientists who won the Nobel Prize because of how awesome the material turned out to be. So 100 times stronger than steel. 
it's conductive. Normally, we don't Wait, think of carbon as you being kind conductive. Of, you just kind of floated on by that. So in 2010, dude wins a Nobel Prize because he dragged a piece of scotch tape across pencil shavings? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, in Russian. we're going to have to pause there and explain that a little bit because – you know, I, I can't. You, I can't. Uh, I don't know the full genesis of the graphene story, the origin story. I'm <laughs> okay. sorry. I think like one of the cool things about the the story though is like graphene wasn't even a thing in 2009, right? Yeah. And we it's were talking very, about very recent next generation weird nanotubes or whatever yep. as being the future. And like yep. graphene was a, a huge game changer. It was accident. I mean, the discovery was basically accidental. And I mean, part of the problem is is like the nature of its discovery is also part of the reason why not everything's made out of graphene. Right now, I mean, graphene production is still really, really expensive. You have to, like, yeah. roll it, right? And yeah. Instead really? of just dragging tape on... Well, if you think about it, too, right? Like, I mean, if you can create a layer of graphene on the tape, and then what do you do with it, right? I mean, you know, this thing has amazing different properties that that's not really even a, a scale of manufacturing. And, like, right now, they use, like, they do, like, chemical deposition and then roll it out or whatever. And it's it's really, really expensive to make graphene. Yeah, it is still. really expensive. Um, okay, so, I'm sorry, I interrupted before about your, what are the really cool properties? Yeah. You, I, I interrupted before you can get 100 times those. stronger than steel. 100 times stronger than yeah. steel. Superpower one, superpower two. Superpower two, it's conductive. So it conducts heat better than any other known material at room temperature. So you can make super sweet pans. <laughs> <laughs> oh my it, gosh. Also, it yes. conducts electricity better than copper. And this is just carbon. I mean, we're just talking about uh, an organic molecule here. Okay. <laughs> not a metal. It's not metallic, but it's, it's not a metal. But it acts, it's a better metal than copper. Is it like flexible or is it hard? Would, yeah. Would it be? That, I don't spoiler, understand. that was superpower number three. Okay. <laughs> extremely flexible. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what can you do with this stuff on a, on a larger scale apart from, you know, making. So I don't know. Applications. A present you wrap could be. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what to do with tape. Applications has... include like it's faster than believable charging of batteries. Um, what do you mean by faster than believable? Like instantaneous, like, almost instantaneous battery charging. That's crazy. Um, it's because You're again, right, I again don't because of it. this. Because you when you have a single. Are you making graphene based superconductors? Yeah, when you have or a, graphene. Uh, what are those things I talked about? Semiconductors. No graphene based. Ultra capacitors. Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. That yeah. too. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because when you because you have this you have an immense surface area uh, to volume ratio going on here. Yeah. Um, it's a single monolayer of atoms. So. Oh right. So any sort of yeah, transfer yeah, yeah. across that. Stack them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Ultra thin touchscreens. You could have a. Uh, They're pretty thin now. Yeah, well, get. Are we talking? Imagine sh- thinner. Set a single layer of atoms. <laughs> It's so it's, you're gonna it, it break be, that by looking at it. It could be it could be essentially transparent. <laughs> That's what and I, when you turn it on, it's suddenly a TV screen. You turn it off, and you can't see through it. So you can see through it. I'm sorry, it's it's not there. It's you can see. Okay, I want some. <laughs> exactly. Where is it? Where are they working on this? This sounds yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, all the Florida universities. No, I'm just joking. But no, there's so if you go on the 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 autumn uh, technology marketplace. Autumn can, is the. Association of University Technology Managers. Okay. Two weeks in September in Nebraska. Yeah. So you go on the marketplace and you can find what universities are looking at, are working on this. And I found two that were both in Florida. They both happen to be in Florida doing some really cool applications uh, for graphene. Okay. So what are they working on? They got. So the first is a um, out of University of Central Florida, Drs. Chanda and Lewinberger doing monolayer graphene optical detector. 
Um, so this would be for exceptional light absorption. So one of the problems uh, in, so not only is graphene very expensive to make, uh, but there's a lot of interest in using it for optics and for detecting optics, but you have to mix in some metals at the moment. Um, or do, to, what do you mean that. detecting optics? Uh, sorry. So, so, um, so for e either filtering light or sensing light from uh, at certain wavelengths. Um, so a example well, applications would be um, night vision. Okay. So, so, so with this technology, with graphene they, could be involved in night yeah, vision. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what they've done is that. So previous uh, research um, in this area has has required some metals in this process. So that okay. that takes away you know, a lot of the cool properties of the, including the flexibility, obviously, of the graphene, if you have to add some metals too, in order to detect or sense the wavelengths of light, um, including infrared or IR light, which would be uh, in uh, night vision goggles. So what these guys have done, um, what these doctors have done at University of Central Florida is they've been able to uh, to produce um, this this uh, this graphene in a nano mesh arrangement that allows it to actually um, absorb the light itself without requiring any sort of metal attachment. So now you, you maintain the flexibility. So we're talking uh, possible you know way down the road applications. Instead of night vision goggles, you have night vision contact lenses. So you have oh. yeah <laughs> yeah that's well, pretty cool. Okay, that sounds really cool. But what happens if somebody turns on the light? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a single layer monolayer, so yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it could respond pretty quickly, and you could just see right through it. Uh, I don't know. Part of yeah. it, like the whole material is conductive, so you could embed the whole thing with sensors, right? So uh, I'm assuming that that's part of the reason why you're interested in making optical sensors because you essentially have this entire conductive surface. Yeah. So it'd be really easy to um, engineer some type of kill switch sure if you know i know they do that with like like this is i don't know maybe this is stupid but i know they do that with welding hoods you've got mm -hmm. um these you know as soon as you touch a spark it you know it's going to burn your eyes out but they there's these smart hoods now they just go instantly to this oh right. really oh that's um, cool to okay the, to the blackout level of, i can't remember what the layer what the what the nomenclature is for it. So if if you had a welding <clears throat> mask that was essentially, you know, a contact made, lens. Well, but if you had a welding mask where the entire surface was made out of graphene, the little I don't know, hole that you view through, right? All the electronics would be built into the window itself. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes. So yeah. you don't have to have an independent sensor. Right. And then so it, it'd be harder for it to fail because you know, you've got a, a welder, welding mask with a sensor that's connected to whatever the pigmenting in. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a more complicated system. This is much more solid state, for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah and, that and sounds again, really cool. 100 times stronger than steel. So we're talking, I mean, this would be right. like like better than Kevlar, um, but also optical sensing. So And see-through. Wow. Yeah, and see-through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so wild. This is why people love graphene. <laughs> yeah, so is there any other uh, practical applications for graphene? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so from from this technology, at University University of Central Florida again, just the cool way that they've created this uh, cavity coupled nano mesh of graphene um, without needing to to add metals. So, not only night vision goggles or contact lenses, but but uh, chemical sensors as well. So, you could have wearable sensors again that could be incorporated into your clothing or something as well. Um, hmm. Uh, That'd be cool. Yeah, all sorts of different applications along those lines. So, is that a replacement for? I mean, you made the you said Kevlar earlier. Could it be a, a replacement for Kevlar? Yeah, that's one possible application. Yep. And uh, would it be uh, like a like be, just like a, a shirt, like a normal cotton shirt feel? It'd to probably it? even be lighter. Yeah. 
I'll be dinged. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It would be see-through, though, unfortunately. So. Oh, well, that would be a problem for me. Uh, nobody wants to see what I'm smuggling. Uh, <laughs> so, so another cool technology. I was technology. described as a narwhal, so a cornless narwhal. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> another cool graphene-related technology comes out of the University of Southern Florida from Drs. Moapatra and Wong, uh, and this is this is now this incorporates graphene into medicine. So, this is a a chitosan functionalized magnetic graphene nanoparticle for simultaneous gene delivery, drug delivery, and enhanced imaging. So, this is a three in one device that would deliver your your therapeutic payload as well as be able to image in real time the the effects of therapy on your cancer. Why why was why would graphene be an ideal way for for that application. Yeah, again, so, so really just anything that that involves a transfer across the surface or transfer of either, either, either detection or sensing, so that's where the medical imaging aspect comes in, but as well as being able to deliver something. So it, it has, so it, it's able to, it's, it has, it's, it has, it has uh, physical <laughs> properties. It's able to contain, um, so be like a, a, a vehicle if you will, but then it has this maximal surface area to volume ratio. So you're able to actually, you're able to efficiently transfer across the surface. So you can transfer your, um, also you can, you can do it at really small scale. We're talking atomic uh, oh. layer thickness or so very small scale as well. How does the imaging work? Yeah. So, so for the imaging, as well as in order to make it um, biocompatible, they had to, they had to add in a few things. Okay. So, so that, so the biocompatibility comes with the chitosan, how they're able to functionalize the chitosan. Actually, I don't know what chitosan is. I'm sorry. Uh, chitosan is a, it's just a naturally occurring carbohydrate. So there's basically three of those that are pretty prevalent. You got, um, you got chitosan, uh, which is part of like shrimp shells or lobster shells okay. or the uh, exoskeleton hmm. on bugs. That's chitosan. Oh, so it's an element of chitin or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah there you go. Yeah, yeah. Chitin's the stuff that bug shells are made of. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, yes. Uh, for the imaging, they actually had to incorporate um, some, some metal as well into this. They had to okay. functionalize I some metal in order to do the imaging. So, yeah. Okay. So, I guess it would be part of a – It would be so it would be a – uh, a drug delivery platform? Yeah, so it's a it's a theranostic is what they're calling okay. them. So it's it's multifunctional. So it's it's diagnostic. It's doing the real time imaging as well as being a therapy. So, so it's just something in to that, that encapsulates whatever the, the therapeutic is. Yes, and that so, therapy could be traditional um, chemo therapy um, as well as as gene therapy for cancers as well. So, so how they, is that better than what they use now? Doing it all at the same time. Um, is better Doing than have so being able to combine the therapies efficiently and target them right to the cancer is better than having to do like a series of, of chemo and then gene or gene okay, and then so chemo. How, so how as is, well as being able to image in real time. How is graphene to, uniquely able to target the cancer and only the cancer? That wouldn't be the graphene again. It's just the fact that oh. the graphene has that um, has that high surface area to volume ratio. You're able to to deliver something, but also able to to uh, to attach things to it that that could recognize the cancer and target the cancer. I see. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because cool. the graphene is so flat and thin. Gotcha. It's easy to build on. It's literally a platform. I see. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I understand now. I think. Yeah. Okay, it's, good. It's wonderful yeah. being the dumbest guy in the room sometimes. But that said, it is time we come to ground on this one. Thank you for joining us. On behalf of Tyler Sharon and Joe Rungi, I'm Charlie Litton. We will put uh, some links, right, yeah, Tyler? Definitely. Give us some links for the program notes so people can check this stuff out at, uh, 
at their leisure. And uh, I think on that note, it's time to sign off on the Innovation Overground.